Hello, beautiful people. I'm Marikita Solis, Marikita Solis with WeDidIt.Health, and I'm excited to present this Earth Day live stream, Earth Day March live stream. We're going to be talking about these exciting new events that are taking place across the world tonight. And at WeDidIt.Health, our mission is to inspire hopeful curiosity for people to learn more about whole food plant-based living and the vegan message for our planet, for the animals, and for our health. So I'm very excited for everybody who's watching. Please let StreamYard have permission to use your name so we'll know who's commenting because we want to see your comments. And if you have questions, please let us know the questions because we're here to answer them. And this might be something you want to be involved in next year because I know I want to be involved in this definitely. Um, unfortunately, this this year I had a speaking engagement. Uh, if I hadn't had that, I would have been out there taking action with these beautiful ladies. And let me tell you who we have here. We have, well, Tammy Hay, who is the founder of the Million Vegan Grandmothers. And she's a climate healer. And she's working very hard for our earth and for our planet, for our children, just to unite and bring together healing for this great planet. And we have the founder of the Vegan Earth Day March here, Chelsea V. Davis. So she's been working with, with Serena Farr, Serena Farb, to organize this amazing event. So we're going to get the whole details on all of this. And then it's very exciting. I'm very energized by this. And it's a new way to be an activist. So thank you so much, ladies, for coming on here to share your stories of inspiration, to motivate us to take action for our earth. Thank you so much for having us. Excited Thanks, to be here. Yes, yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. So tell tell us a, a little bit more about yourselves. Um, Tammy, would you like to start? Sure, I'd love to, thank you. So, my name is Tammy Hay, and I, and I got into veganism and health when I was dealing with an inflammatory bowel disease, and I was quite ill for a few years. I was already eating organic, but I was still eating um, flesh and food periodically. And I went away to a wellness center called Hippocrates Health Institute, and I had been a long-distance runner before I got sick. But I was so sick at that point, I couldn't even walk the beach. And three weeks later, I went for a half an hour run. And I was like, okay, this is the answer. And even though it was a wellness center for humans, um, it still taught me a lot about the environment and the treatment of animals. And it was all raw food, a lot of wheatgrass, a lot of juicing, um, a lot of sprouts, a lot of really high mineralized alkaline foods. And I kind of evolved into this place where I started, um, I did a master's in plant-based nutrition at, with Dr. Gabriel Cousins at the Tree of Life, and then went on to write a couple of books on, um, on gut health. And a few years ago, I was asked to do a presentation for climate healers. Uh, Dr. Will Tuttle had mentioned that he was going to a convergence, an online convergence at that time. And I ended up connecting with Dr. Silesh Rao and uh, the rest is history. I've been part of the Climate Healers Group for a few years now. And about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I woke up 
with this vision. Uh, a friend of mine and I had been talking, he was a 50 year vegan and amazing artist, uh, Jeff Francis. And we had been talking about the grandmothers coming forth, the vegan grandmothers coming forth, because that was the presence that we need on this planet, you know, the, the grandmothers. And I, I brought this idea forward to Judy Carmen, the incredible vegan and author of Homo Hemsa, and Silash. And they said, no, it's going to be a million. It's going to be a million. There's easily, if we crunch the numbers of vegans, it's going to be a million. So here I am. This is the year that we're galvanizing the million vegan grandmothers. And um, we've really come, we've really come out, out trailblazing this year. We've We've just launched our podcast this week, our YouTube channel, and um, and we're working to bring the grandmothers together. So anyone listening that is um, a vegan, you don't have to be necessarily a biological grandmother, just a wise, wise vegan that wants to join the grandmothers in our um, coming forth uh, around the world to to promote veganism because the, the fierce love of a grandparent is powerful and unstoppable. And so here we are. Thank you. Amen to that. Yeah. Great. So, well, that's, that's a great way to start. So how about Chelsea? Tell us more about, about your vegan journey. So I started going vegan after my father passed away. Actually, he had a massive heart attack at 55 and I was in my early twenties and it really shook me up. And I had always been very mindful of health. I watched Babe as a child and stopped eating pig um, for several years until I met my ex and went to college and things kind of shifted. And I started really not taking very good care of my body. And then when my dad passed away, I was like, I really need to start taking care of myself. So I shifted. I started eating all organic. I kind of started the journey of going vegetarian, moved to Portland, Oregon and looked around and saw the word vegan everywhere. And I was like, well, there's no excuse now. <laughs> so um, that year I went to my first veg fest. I'd never heard of a veg fest. I was lucky to be in Portland that had one of the largest at the time, this was in 2007. And I looked around and I remember the moment going, these are my people and I wanna do this one day. <laughs> So I started volunteering with them. I took their master veg program, which I later ended up teaching myself um, because I was quickly hired by them to help with veg fest and all sorts of different events. I was um, their events and outreach coordinator for over five years. And from that, I, I started being introduced to so many amazing people and different types of activism. And so from there, I've, I've done a lot of different things. I was part of the National Animal Rights Conference as their coordinator. I have done international or national tours. Um, I have done all sorts of different summits. And 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 a couple of years ago, I actually co-founded Animal Rights Collective Portland uh, here in Portland. And my whole focus is to create community and to create events that are welcoming and that people who are just curious, like a veg fest, you know, I haven't, I don't know a whole lot about this, but it sounds interesting. I want to go try some new food. I'm curious about, you know, environmental or social justice or whatnot. And so I, I love to create events that make that a welcoming space and also um, create situations and events where activists can feel empowered because 
we have a high turnover in our movement, unfortunately, because we're not taught to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're often involved in types of outreach that can be very draining and traumatic. And um, we're not seeing that immediate gratification that our society kind of lives on. So it's it's a long, it's a, it's a slow road with this movement. And so learning more about how can I be more most effective in my time is something that I've really shifted with. And with that, I'm really interested in legislation. I do a lot of legislative work and that's how the uh, Vegan Earth Day March came to be, is we really wanted to create a space that was energizing for activists that are current activists bridge that gap with environmentalists, and then have very clear um, outcomes that we're looking for, which are encouraging individuals to go vegan, encouraging our governments to stop subsidizing and supporting animal agriculture, and um, getting people uh, more aware of what the plant-based treaty is and how they can make a difference in their hometown, whether that's a different, you know, various levels of government or a school that they're involved in or a business. So, um, yeah, that's uh, long winded my story. <laughs> oh, you're muted, Marakita. <laughs> you're right. Sorry about that. Yeah, it offers a lot of potential to take action. Definitely different ways, it sounds like. So that's wonderful. Um, well, we have a little video, if you all would like to see, of the Vegan Earth Day March. Um, I would like to say one thing before we play the video. Uh -huh. So I want to deeply thank, you know, Chelsea and Serena, because one of the things I've been on my own and online connected to other vegans, but not in my area. And one of the things that the March has done is, is Serena and um, Chelsea connected people in their cities and, and really did an amazing job organizing. So thank you so much. And I was able to connect with a lot of vegan advocates, whether it was from PETA or Vegans and Vegetarians of Alberta, um, who came out to the March in Edmonton, Alberta. And, and the main um, fundraiser uh, and coordinator of that, you know, Jareen. Uh, and one of the things that Climate Healers began in November, November 19th of 2022 was Silesh said that we really need to have a World Food Healers Day to show that if we can feed everyone one day of the year, every single person on the planet is our goal, then we can show that we can feed everyone and that we have enough food seven times over to feed the world. More than that possibly, if we all went vegan. Um, there's plenty enough food to feed the world. And so one of the things that we've been asked to do for events is to bring a massive pot of unity stew, which my partner, my beloved uh, friend and partner, Paul, and I uh, made some amazing soup and it stew, this unity stew. And it was just such a pleasure to connect with other vegans in my city who had been really excited to do this march that was so well organized by these two founders and to serve the stew and it was a combination of you know we were serving the the people that were coordinating everything or in the march or that were singing for us 
or um, a lot of people on the street, a lot of street people that were passing by and really happy to have a bully in these two. So I just wanted to say that that was my first march and that was my actual first connection with the vegans in my area. I've been doing almost all my connection online or the few people that I have as friends that are vegan because I am in the Texas of Canada. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. I'm ready to watch the video. Thank yeah. Well, is there anything else that, that, that Chelsea, did you want to say anything before the video or tell anybody about the video? Well, I just wanted to say, Tammy, that that brought tears to my eyes to hear that because that's really, I'm also exhausted from this whole thing. So I'm more emotional, but um, that's what it's all about is bringing everybody together and creating spaces where people feel welcomed and we can create that community because we are so much stronger together. That's another thing that I see, <clears throat> excuse me, in our movement is there's a lot of people that have beautiful intentions and they have beautiful ideas, but they're often the same ideas and they're working in parallel instead of coming together and working together and being that much stronger. So I'm blown away. Serena and I are absolutely blown away by the response that has come out of this march. We've worked very, very hard, but it wasn't just us. It was all of our partners. It was our sponsors. You guys being a fruit sponsor was so huge. And we're just very grateful grateful for that. All of the city organizers and our volunteers and just how everybody came together to really make it happen because we all have that common goal. And I'm just really very excited. This is just the first year. Like imagine what's gonna happen next year and the year after that. And um, I'm just, I'm very grateful and excited to see what the future brings now. Well, thank you, Chelsea. And you know, you're, the first thing you said, one of the first things you said was, I am about building community and you really succeeded this time. And the community isn't just gonna be about the Vegan Earth Day March. I have a very strong feeling, you know, in my, in my fierce grandmother heart that it's gonna bring community in all kinds of ways whether we're serving food, you know, every month in our cities, you know, maybe all the people from the Vegan Earth Day March are going to want to take on their city to feed people at least once a month, you yeah. know, and bring community together to do that because it's so joyful. And it, mm -hmm. that's what I felt. It was so joyful being with other vegans, even if a lot of people didn't stop to talk to us or just came to get soup and, and didn't really want to hear too much about our vegan message. We were, we were exuding joy and love, mm -hmm. you know, nothing else. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's energizing and it's recharging to be around everybody that has that common goal. And I forgot to mention another, one of the big projects that I have is I started uh, the vegan night market. Um, and so we have that in Portland and just seeing you know, to visually see something like the march that you work so hard on and then you look around and you see everybody and there's been such amazing connections that have come from that. Like there's couples now and there's <laughs> people that have launched their businesses or their nonprofits or, you know, just so many cool things that come from putting together vegan events. And I know that that's what's going to happen with the march. And I'm very excited for it to be a launching pad for people that want to get involved in food healers, climate healers, vegan grandmother, million vegan grandmothers, and then also the plant-based treaty. We're going to be starting a chapter here in Portland. So I'd see it as a launching pad and I'm really looking forward to doing events throughout the year 
um, and just continuing to give people the tools that they need and the resources that they crave to be more effective and to build the community that they're looking for. Well, y'all, I'm very inspired by hearing this story. <laughs> and this is just beautiful. And, and I know how wonderful it is to get together with people. I mean, for that common goal. I mean, when we did the march here in Atlanta, that was for um, in December, the Animal Activist March. Now I can't remember the exact name, but um, it was amazing that energy to be with people. So, yeah, I love being a part of that. So I encourage everybody that's listening to really find out and to connect with these powerful ladies and to take action in your city. <laughs> right. I mean, there's these are all new ideas I and mean, who knows what ideas are going to be blossoming from just hearing this talk here. So. All right. I'm very inspired. So um, I'll be happy to show the video. Let's see. Let me see. Now, um, let me figure out how to do this, everybody. Please be patient. Uh, I believe this is the Portland one. That's a recap um, of Portland's event. First one was one on Jane Unchained. We were going to play. Oh, gotcha. Great. Okay. Yeah. So this okay. is a video that has been edited and it's on Jane Unchained. Mm -hmm. or on chain news now it's called on chain news now and Paige parson parson roach sent mm -hmm. it to you this morning we we got in contact and she was gracefully and that great graciously enough to connect me with chelsea this morning so chelsea thank you for coming on last minute of course all right so i'm going to share it and if there are any issues please let me know that if you can't see the video i'm going to start it here we go let's see That's here good. And without love, y'all, if we're not doing this with pure, pure love in our heart, then we're part of the problem sometimes. One door is closed. Another one opens, hoping that hope makes you happy, but it won't. Unless you have the key, 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 gotta see every door to even explore your reality. Who are you? Who could you be? What do you see now when you look in a mirror? What do you see when you look at this world? Is it as clear as you want it to be? How clear do you want to be? How clear can you actually see? It's okay to not know. It's okay to grow. It's okay to confront what you thought was yourself and now know more than you ever thought you knew before. So now, grab that key. Open the door, grab a new thought, change your energy, turn that key. Please, please, please turn that key. Breathe, 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 breathe. Be yourself, y'all. Today was a beautiful day for so many people that you don't even know. Even confrontations that we have with people are still beautiful because at least they're not the same as they were before. Something happened to them, something changed in them, something agitated them, and it's waking people up sometimes to do that. We have to wake people up sometimes and make them feel that agitation with the most loving intention possible, yeah? And without love, y'all, if we're not doing this with pure, the purest love in our heart, then we're part of the problem sometimes. But when we got that love there, we got that compassion there, right? And you know how you feel when you got the compassion in you, am I right? You know how you feel. You look at someone in the face and you're like, oh, I'm going to love this person so good. Oh, they're mad at me right now. They're yelling things at me, but I'm about to love them so good. 
That's what I'm talking about. And I believe in every single one of you to do that better and better each day and to get easier and easier at it each day. I promise you, when you work at it, when you practice compassion, it practices you right back to the world. I love y'all. I'm going to talk back around again. Change is coming, coming. Change is coming, coming. You can win in the right direction, you can ask him not to call, but change is coming, coming, a change is coming, change is the name on chain tv when she changed the name and it seems to have been stuck in my mind from before so yes on chain tv please subscribe to on chain tv there is such amazing stuff going on there you know to all our viewers if you have not subscribed to on chain tv please do and it's an app now so people can download it for free you can watch it on your roku um, from your phone it's great she's got all sorts of documentaries and um, different interviews and it's a wonderful resource to also give to people when you're doing outreach. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And Paige Parsons Roach is on there with um, mm -hmm. Sherry um, on plant-based and the verb. verb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plant-based sure. and the verbs. So yeah. Uh, you know what really inspires me is what is reaching out to the people, to the environmentalists, making the connection. I loved it when you said that. Um, Chelsea, because so I volunteer at a nature center and I think, well, when we had the volunteer dinner, there was very, very few people there that were vegetarian, much, you know, not vegan, but much less vegetarian. You know, there were like the, the, I think the CEO was, um, she was vegetarian and, and um, but there really wasn't, there wasn't that connection 
between the environment and um so how is that how is that working i mean have you seen have you seen people shifting or you know have you had gotten into talks with environmentalists yes <laughs> i talked to environmentalists a lot that was uh, my minor was environmental sustainability and i was one of the few vegans but that is also what helped me along my journey as one of my instructors was vegetarian and he said you can't call yourself environmentalist and not be at least a vegetarian so i think that there is awareness um but i think that there is also a lot of talk within the environment environmental movement of regenerative farming and getting away from factory farming and going to small farms and so there's a lot of times that i've noticed that they don't want to be associated with the word vegan because they think that that's going to hurt their ability to reach out. I know people who are vegan that work for large organizations that don't say that they're vegan and they're working kind of from the inside. And I know that they're making differences um, just being there, but it is it can be frustrating is, I guess, the best word when we're trying to talk to envir environmentalists and bridge that gap. But I just when I do talk to envir environmentalists, I try to ask questions. And because most of them are talking about fossil fuels. And I think that the reason, and Serena goes into this much more eloquently, um, the reason that environmental groups and the bulk of environmentalists focus on fossil fuels, it's, it, it's a way to separate themselves from the problem instead of taking individual responsibility and saying that, oh, what I'm doing is actually causing harm. So the more that we can talk to them about we need everything done of course we need to divest from fossil fuels and shift away from fossil fuels but we also need to replant trees and we also need to decrease our consumption of animal you know animals and and really take a look at what that's doing so i think if you can meet people where they're at and you can start with the conversation of fossil fuels and then you say and what else you know what else can we talk about then there's a way um of bridging that gap. And that's kind of like what, you know, Extinction Rebellion, they had a, a subsect of, or they have Animal Rising now, which was Animal Rebellion. And that was their way of trying to bridge that gap. And so I think if we have more groups that are focused on that and like, where can we meet and what can we do that's more, I think that's where things are gonna shift. Well, that, that's very important to know um, these tips that you're giving us, because a lot of times I do talk to environmentalists and I don't know exactly where to meet them. So, I mean, I love what you're saying. I mean, really, again, going back to the listening to what is important to them and acknowledging that first and then mm -hmm. expanding, you know, how can we do more than that and um, bringing new awareness in that way. Um, and and so JJ is asking, you know, what's the best way to tell environmentalists why it makes a difference? I think, again, just seeing where that particular environmentalist is coming from, if maybe they're talking about land use, you can say that, you know, half of the land on in on Earth is used towards animal agriculture. Um, or if they're talking, if, you know, I went and I visited my sister a little while ago and I, we were talking, we were sitting in the front yard and talking about her lawn and she was like oh i don't water it because i care about the earth and say well 51 percent of the water that's used in california goes to animal agriculture 
So you can kind of, by listening, see where people are coming from and then you can try to steer it, but don't get deflated by one-on-one -on -one conversations with people because honestly, what is gonna make the biggest difference is you just living your truth and showing that you are a kind individual that is doing your best to decrease the amount of suffering in the world and you're leading by example in that way and people do take notice. And again, creating events or maybe if they, um, you know, I've had non-vegan speakers at events of mine because I want their network to come and I wanna bridge that gap. So maybe you find out, oh, what environmental group are you with? I'd love to organize a speaker. Let's have a potluck and we can have you guys come talk or something like that. And then really, again, getting more interested and focused on legislation, because for example, in the state of Oregon, we currently have a factory farm moratorium in our state Senate in the legislature. If that passes, that would make it so no new uh, factory farms could come into the state of Oregon and none of the existing factory farms could expand, which is going to save way more animals, way more water, way more land than me going and doing individual outreach. So I really encourage people to look at what is going on in their, even in their state Senate, there's a lot of power that we have as constituents. And also it doesn't matter what age you are. I just did, um, a virtual uh, verbal testimony. And there was, I think she was 11. What, there was an 11 year old that was also giving testimony for to outlaw um, cosmetics that use animal testing in the state of Oregon. So really it, it's for everybody. Legislation is for everybody and everybody, I really encourage them to get involved. That's great, Chelsea. You know, um, the million vegan grandmothers need uh, a fiery, very competent um, person like you to join us and help us with some of the these things that we have great ideas about, but we quite we don't quite know how to implement them, you know. And so, I mean, consider joining the million vegan grandmothers. Silash also has a really great video on climate healers um, called the Regeneration Hoax. And the other person that I would really give a big shout out to is uh, Helen Athrell. And she is one, of, she's a very long time veganic farmer and she actually does really great presentations. She's a biologist and um, she does really great presentations on, you know, her piece of land, veganic land and this so-called regenerative farm that's right beside her and how much more depleted and dried out and, and less resilient it is than her land. Mm -hmm. So we do know that that's a hoax, the regeneration, um, animal regeneration, agriculture, uh, you know, small farming is a hoax. It's still, you know, depleting a lot of the land, whereas the real authentic regeneration is allowing the wildlife to come back and do its job and having a home for the wildlife and having living soil, this veganic living soil so that the the pests and the predators of the pests have a natural balance within that regeneration uh true veganic regeneration land so yeah thank you that's beautiful um let me ask here's jj asking what resources to send them so i i'm, I'm wondering this is like i think the environmentalist again like what would you suggest like what the documentaries, 
or what books perhaps that might be interesting to them? I, if they're willing to, I would definitely recommend Cowspiracy because it really goes into depth of why this isn't in the forefront of environmentalist group talking about going plant-based, which I do see is shifting a little bit. Um, I don't know if anybody here is on Instagram, but they had a bunch of, in the stories, they had little stickers that you could add for Earth Day. And if you, if you click on it, then the fourth thing down was transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle and eating more plant-based. That's big. That's really big. So I do see the shift is happening. Um, so yeah, Cowspiracy is wonderful. I would honestly point them towards Unchained, uh, the app, Unchained TV's app, because there's a lot of resources there. Of course, Climate Healers and looking into Silas Rao's talks, because the thing about Silas Rao is he goes into what the IPCC reports the, the science behind it and then really dissects it and makes it into a more palatable um, presentation for people to understand and see how skewed those numbers are and why why there's so much confusion too. Um, and I do want to also point out for those that aren't aware of the IPCC, so they're a, um, what is it, inner, uh, inner, I think it's international panel of climate change scientists and um they're supposed to be non-governmental and non-biased and unfortunately there was just a release of some documentation that proved that they had removed the recommendation for people to eat more plant-based with their sixth installment of their last uh, report and i think that's really important to share with people so that could be something that you could point out too because most most environmentalists know who the IPCC is. They know what the report is. They know that it is supposed to be factual. And if you can share, well, did you know that the number one uh, guideline that they were going to give individuals was to switch to plant-based lifestyle, and that was removed because of animal agriculture. And that's how powerful the animal agriculture industry is. And again, that shows how much we need to get more involved in um, fighting against that, especially with legislation. Uh, the U.S. Farm Bill is being rewritten this year. That happens every five years. And what's written in there is um, programs and like the SNAP program, which is a nutrition program, and also where all the money is going to go for subsidies and support for different industries. That is a it's a seven hundred and nine billion dollar package. And Right now, we have the opportunity of submitting comment and saying we want things to change. We want the subsidies to change. We want currently only 4% of the money for subsidies goes towards fruits and vegetables, and the rest is animal agriculture and animal agriculture feed. And so if we can put the pressure on the people that are writing this into law and say, listen to your constituents, listen to what customers want, you go to the supermarket and half of the milk section is dairy free, you know, is plant based milk. So why isn't half of at least half of the money for subsidies going towards plant based foods? So why don't we have more programs like rancher advocacy program that's literally holding people's hands, ranchers hands and shifting them to growing mushrooms in old chicken, um, you know, the chicken torture houses and you know, all of these programs, we have the money for it. It just needs to be shifted. So again, 
I really recommend people getting involved in that. Um, Agriculture Fairness Alliance is actually a vegan lobbying group that is doing a lot of great work on this. Renee with Rancher Advocacy Program is working with them in creating a vegan voter hub. And then also one of our um, advisors for the Vegan Earth Day March is Eloisa that runs uh, Chili's on Wheels and Animal Vegan Alliance. And we're actually doing a comment writing session today at five o'clock um, Pacific time. So right when this is over, people can head on over to that. And specifically we're writing comments to the people that are writing or updating the, um, the farm bill right now on what is happening in our schools. Um, I don't know if people are aware, but children need to have a doctor's note in order to not be served cow's milk, which is so wrong on so many levels. I mean, there's so many people that don't have insurance. There's so many people that don't have the time to take a day off to take their child. Maybe the child can't leave school. I mean, there's so many levels to this. We are not cows. We're not meant to have cow's milk. And the reason there's even cow's milk in school is because there's a surplus because of how the farm bill is written and subsidies work. So if we can get those things shifted in the schools, then they won't have a place. And also in the SNAP program and WIC, they won't have a place for all of that excess to go. And then they're going to have to cut down on the subsidies. So I recommend people check that out and just, yeah, learning more about the farm bill and how you can get involved in getting it updated. <laughs> yes, uh, I remember speaking with Connie Spence and she really, wow, she enlightened me um, on a different live stream. So yeah, thank God you all are working hard at this and you, you have them in, I mean, you know what you're talking about, right? You, you are educated and you're taking action. So it's, tremendous blessing to have people like you doing this Chelsea and you know what one time I was where I was working in a grocery store and there was a lady then she had a daycare and she came through and she had to buy like she bought like 15 milks I don't remember if it was 15 gallons or like 20 gallons and she was giving them away she asked me do I need one and I said no but she had to buy them mm -hmm. um, for, she was forced to buy those that milk for the daycare and it, it just made me sick because she didn't want them. I mean, and how just wasted, wasted lives. Um, yeah. It's very, it's so, very. I was talking to somebody and they said at the school that they worked at, if the kids didn't want it, they made them open it up and pour it out because that's how the school got funding. Like it, it's so corrupt on so many levels, but it all goes back to the farm bill. And the other thing too, I know Tammy isn't in the United States and there's probably plenty of people watching this that aren't in the United States. The farm bill affects the world. It affects how trade happens within the agricultural um, realm. And a lot of different countries look to the US on how they're doing things. And so it's such a far reaching, impactful thing that happens. And it's only every five years. And I'm honestly very surprised that not more groups are talking about it. Like if we could all come together, you know, the millions of vegans that we have are people that just care about their kids and what they're being fed in school. And there's so, there could be so much unity and power behind that. And we have time, like we have, you know, a couple more months until comments are gonna be closed and everything's gonna be done. So there's time to really like 
create this global shift. And again, that's what we wanted to do with the Vegan Earth Day March. And we will be having ongoing trainings and would love to have the woman that you were talking about, Tammy, about veganic gardening and just, again, helping people understand. Because I think the thing that's been missing in a lot of marches and global days of action is it's just one day and then they're done. And then there's not much talk until, you know, a couple months before the next one. And there's so much momentum that's created and so much energy that people, um, you know, build up with events like this. And so if we can like immediately shift it to, okay, here's an action that you can do. You can endorse the plant-based treaty. You can sign on as a chapter. You can submit comments to the, you know, food bill or the farm bill. Um, I think it's gonna really help people feel more empowered and like they're they're able to be a part of change. Well, the grandmothers write a lot of letters. And one of the letters we did write was a thank you letter to Representative Carter, um, who was trying to pass, uh, bring awareness to uh, the school system needing access to potentially soy milk and switching it to soy milk instead of, instead of dairy. And so I think all the listeners and everyone at Climate Hillers would like to get involved in that farm build. I know that milk is very heavily subsidized. I also wrote, the grandmothers also wrote a letter in Canada, um, which we didn't receive any um, reply. A lot of our, a lot of our uh, messages did get replies, but that one did not, saying that we do not, no longer uh, will accept the subsidizing of the milk products um, in our children's school and that and the reason why. So I'd be happy to share those letters with you, Chelsea. And I'm wondering if you would like to play a couple. It's it's lovely how we we come together and you know we actually get to talk about you know the most urgent matter, which is this farm bill right now. But I, in celebration of the first ever vegan Earth Day march, maybe Chelsea would like to play a couple videos of in a couple other cities that we uh, we're celebrating in. Yeah, sure. I would love to see that, definitely. There's so much to talk about and you all have so much knowledge and definitely. And maybe at the end of this, um, we can put a link where people can get involved in the the farm bill that's, that's being passed in the next couple months. That would be great. Can yeah. you see it on your screen? Yeah. Okay, great. So this is, um, in Napoli, Italy. So the Vegan Earth Day March was an international event. We were in over 50 cities in 26 countries. And so this is a quick uh, reel that the organizers put together. <laughs> I love how visual they made everything. <laughs> That's exciting. I know. Yeah. We, they're, you know, way ahead of us. So I actually saw that Friday night before all of the U.S. events happen. And I was just like, it's happening. This is so exciting. 
Wow. And how many countries? 26. 26 countries. That's amazing. So where, where, where did you march, Chelsea? So I am in Portland, Oregon, in the Pacific Northwest. We actually didn't do a march um, because it was too much for me to do both. So we um, partnered with the local farmer's market and had our event right next to the farmer's market. And the reason that we did that, I also, I could have done um, the event next to City Hall in downtown Portland, but if we were there, we wouldn't have had any people passing by to be able to talk to. Whereas we were actually in a suburb in Beaverton where I live at the farmer's market here. And they have thousands of people come and people were walking through and we were able to talk to people and people stop by and listen to our speakers. And we were just able to reach, you know, the general public, which was really what we wanted. So, um, yeah, it was really great. We had four great speakers, Seth Tibbet, the founder of Tofurky is a friend of mine. So he came, we had Hope Bohannock. Um, who is with Executive Director of Compassionate Living, spoke. Uh, Peter Spendelo, who's a zoologist and co-founder of Northwest Veg, spoke. And Aaron Wing, who is the Deputy, Deputy Director of Undercover Investigations at Animal Outlook, spoke. So it was a great, it was a really great day. <laughs> and I can show a little video from that. Let me get it queued up. Okay. These videos are great. <laughs> Alrighty, let me just share the screen real quick. Okay, there, can you see it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I'm Chelsea Davis, the co-founder of the International Vegan Earth Day March, and we are here in Portland, Oregon for Vegan Earth Day. It's been an incredible day of being able to do outreach and show people that we really need to be including vegan in Earth Day. Having a vegan Earth Day, I think, is very important to remind the public that it's not just your cars and planes and plastic, but their choices every single day when they go to the supermarket and what they put on their plate is a massive contributor to all the environmental issues that we have. A lot of people don't realize how animal agriculture affects our planet and obviously the lives of animals. You can't talk about the environment and all these issues without talking about the most obvious thing, which is the effect of animal agriculture on the planet. Animal agriculture is one of the leading causes of our current climate and ecological crisis. And it is time that we come together and demand that our governments around the world stop subsidizing, supporting and bailing out animal agriculture. It is the year that the farm bill is being updated and it is imperative that everybody get involved in current legislation, whether it is on the city, state and federal level. And that's why we're so excited to be partnered with the plant-based treaty. We had a number of people, hundreds of people sign up to endorse the plant-based treaty today, not only individuals, but businesses and started having conversations with our local government. I'm excited to endorse the plant-based treaty as an individual and a business. And I encourage you all to do the same. Wildwood Farms Actually Preserve is proud to endorse the plant-based treaty. I love and endorse the plant-based treaty. I'm proud to be a signer myself and <clears throat> Tofurky as a business is proud to support it too. Look up the plant-based treaty. You can find it at plantbasedtreaty.org or you can visit veganearthdaymarch.org to find out more and endorse it yourself.
I'm ready to march. <laughs> <laughs> I know after seeing all of the, the marching videos, it was like, we're figuring out a march next year for Portland. It's just, yeah, it's a lot of logistics and it was, um, I honestly didn't even know that the Portland one was going to happen until the Tuesday before because of all the back and forth with the city. So I'm just happy that it came together and uh, we were able to really reach a lot of people in the general public. And what's cool too, is there's a number of vegan vendors in the farmer's market. And some of them reached out and said they had had their best market ever because we brought so many people out and then we were directing them. So again, like, you know, working with others that Beaverton farmer's market, they're there about community. We're there about community. And so supporting one another is really great. Yeah, I love that because a lot of times we we don't want to be with people that aren't vegan. And, and in order to make a change, we have to listen to them. We have to build that rapport, like you're saying. We've got to get out there and, and show them a new way of thinking, a new way of... Um, a new way of living that, that they might not, I mean, that they just don't understand. And so it's beautiful that you're not going there and judging. You're saying, come on, let's get together and build this community and let me learn about you. And in, in exchange, you know, they'll want to learn about, you know, I mean, they'll want to learn about us if we're kind and we want to know about them. It, that's the key to building community. And we've got to have these, these, respectful conversations and 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 to stand up for our beliefs like you all are doing it i mean it's really inspiring and my i just want to um just tell everybody to reach out to you all i mean this hour is going by so fast <laughs> i can't believe it and um so i'm gonna stop talking and you all just let me know you know what 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 is it that that you want to share with our audience do you want to go, Tammy? Um, yeah, I would. I would really love everyone to get involved with the Million Vegan Grandmothers, just in whatever small way you can. There's a way to sign up on climatehealers.org. We're in conjunction with Climate Healers. We also have a convergence coming up this weekend. Every three months, we have a convergence. We have amazing, amazing people that share their time and. <clears throat> and come and present and it's it's silesh says you know i was just interviewing silesh on the new million big grandmothers podcast and he said you know it's uh it's addictive it's it's our convergences are addictive and they're um they're a way to not feel alone you know so whether we're gathering a community within our vicinity and you know the touch kind of community or online everything we do really, really matters, you know? And I guess the last thing I'd like to say, and I'm hoping that I could leave enough time for Chelsea to maybe play the New York video, because I would love to see that. I haven't seen it yet. I really love to teach self-love, self-care. I'm writing my third book right now called Grief Mapping, and I'm writing it in conjunction with... Um, the understanding that, you know, the individual grief is the collective grief and helping people. And, and I've developed um, five stages of grieving that are a little bit more empowering than maybe Kubler-Ross. And, and I don't need to sound arrogant around that. Kubler-Ross really, was a really powerful um, person that really brought grief, normalized grief. But we need to move beyond anger and apathy and depression and just basic acceptance. 
We need to move into the felt sense shock and then empathy and then creative action and then love and care. We really need to love and care each other through it and then build new pathways in community to, the, to heal. And that's the five stages of, of grief, uh, mapping, grief mapping. So I just invite everyone to do lots and lots of self-care and it doesn't take a lot of time. That's the thing. You know, stay really super hydrated. Um, come back to your breath continually through the day and look around and clear and just do some simple movement and thank yourself. You know, thank yourself. You know, I, I get a little emotional when I say that, but we are enough and we deserve to feel grateful for ourselves in this work. So thank you both for your work. And uh, yeah, I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Tammy. Go ahead, Chelsea. Tammy, that's so powerful. And I think it's so relevant to our movement of being able to take a, a breath, literally, and remind ourselves that this is, um, this is a long-term game or game is the wrong word, but this is a long-term movement. And of course we wanna see immediate action. And sometimes we do, sometimes we do see things happen overnight where schools go plant-based and you know, certain places will get rid of dairy. But a lot of times it's, it's a lot of um, continual work and reminding ourselves that that's enough, like what we're doing is enough. I, for one, and I know a lot of people are this way, I always feel like I'm not doing enough and I overextend myself and then I'll get sick or you know, something will kind of take me down and um, it's, not, it's not sustainable. So what we can do to really kind of take a step back and be like, okay, is what I'm working on gonna be the most effective for the movement? Is it gonna be the best for me? Is it the healthiest for me? Um, some people can really handle doing visuals, you know, constantly. Other people need to understand that they have too much empathy and going there, maybe they feel drained afterwards. Maybe that's not the best outreach for you. Um, maybe your outreach is that you're a great graphic designer and you can lend that to an organization or a movement. So feeling like I always want to rem remind people that there is a place for them in the movement, that we need everybody. We need different types of people. We need people with different backgrounds and skills. And you can really give a lot to the movement in, in different ways. It doesn't have to be like what people see, you know, on, on TikTok or Instagram when, you know, some people are really good at being confrontational and having a sign that says, ask me while I'm vegan. And other people get really, you know, tense about talking to the public that's okay you can still come to a protest or a march and you can just hold the sign and make sure that you have a seasoned activist next to you so if somebody comes up to you then you can direct them to them so yeah i just want everybody to know that we need you and we love you and we appreciate you and you have a place in this movement and um yeah we need everybody to come together and do do what they can in the most sustainable and effective way um, so yeah, I would love to show the New York City. So we actually made it on CBS News for New York City, which was very exciting. I'm just gonna share my screen one more time. 
And right. Serena Farb, my co-founder, was at uh, this one. The city was also one of 50 across at least 26 countries that held a vegan Earth Day march, urging government officials to support the plant-based treaty, a grassroots initiative putting food systems at the forefront of fighting the climate crisis. Animal consumption is the root cause of a lot of global issues. That's uh, food scarcity, that's antibiotic resistance, that's pandemics. It was building as we were walking. And then not only that, but people were just at their windows, like looking out, giving us the thumbs up. That's right. <laughs> that so um, I, I know we have just a couple minutes left. I do want to encourage everybody to follow us on social media, um, Vegan Earth Day March dot, or Vegan Earth Day March on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, we are vegan underscore earth underscore day, vegan earth day. Um, you can also visit our website, veganearthdaymarch.org to sign up for our newsletter. And you can follow me too. I'm Veggies Do It Better on Instagram, TikTok. Um, all the uh, Facebook and YouTube. We have a lot of videos on YouTube as well from our various trainings that we did for our organizers and um, other talks and things like that. So reach out with any questions. And if you're watching this live, head on over to any of those pages on Facebook, the Earth Day March or uh, Veggies Do It Better and you can find out about the um, comment uh, kind of action hour that Chili's on Wheels is doing. Wow. Well, this, this has been very informative. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to all of our channels. Does the uh, Million Vegan Grandmothers have a channel on YouTube, Tammy? Yes, we do. Million okay. Vegan Grandmothers. Yes. <laughs> Great. We launched last week and we launched our podcast this week. So. All right. Great. And yeah. I'm interviewing Chelsea and Serena on that podcast coming up soon, I'm sure. Oh, I would love to. And I want to thank you so much, Tammy, again. And the um, Million Vegan Grandmothers for all of your support, really. They're one of our top sponsors. And this was such a grassroots movement um, that without the support of the different organizations financially and just sharing the event and everything, like we weren't able to do any advertisement on Facebook because they changed their regulations and everything. We have to go through a new verification process. So that just shows how grassroots this was and how organic this movement is. Um, and it would have been possible without people like Tammy and all the groups that supported us. So thank you so much. And thank you all to our, my colleagues and my friends at climatehealers.org and, um, and our convergence is this weekend. If you just go to climatehealers.org, you'll see VCOP at the top of our browser. And um, thank you, Chelsea. And thank you, Margaret Marikita. It's been a pleasure. Namaste, yeah. vegan. <laughs> Namaste, vegan, everybody. This is wonderful, y'all. Please reach out to these beautiful ladies and take action, right? Take action for our planet, for our health, and for the animals, right? We really want you to be someone that people look at and say why are they so happy or you know why are they so full of life and the answer is because we're stepping up for our planet we're vegan and we're we're making choices to en enable our planet to thrive and all living beings to live in peace so um, like tammy said take good care of yourself tonight and send yourself love and we're celebrating you i'm celebrating all 
everyone that's watching and these two powerful women with me and thank you all so much so <laughs> namaste vegan everybody <laughs> bye bye